And it's good. It's good to be home. I am so happy to be with you all here this morning. And I'm so excited. I say that every time I come to speak. But I am. I'm really excited about what I have to share today. Um, I think I shared with you all before. I was raised in a relatively conservative Christian church. I was raised Baptist. Although, I have to say, for its time, the church I was raised in was rather moderate because women could wear pants and teach adult Sunday school. And this was a Baptist church, so that's like, whoo, you know, they were very progressive. Um, I have pilgrimed, I've been on a pilgrimage while I was in seminary, and then once uh, my second year of seminary, I really found myself coming back home to my Christian roots. And, um, And here we are on the day of Epiphany. And I went to the Gospel of Matthew for uh, what I'll be talking to you about today, for my inspiration for today. And here's the story. This is in the second chapter of Matthew, verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So I'm calling this homily today, Remember, Reveal, And rejoice. Remember. I don't know about you guys, but I'm reaching an age where that's a little tough. (laughs) You know, remembering where I put my car keys. If I could add up all the minutes where I couldn't find my car keys. Remembering where I put my cell phone. While I'm talking on my cell phone. Looking for my cell phone. Anybody do that? Yeah. I see a few hands. Yes. Remember. I realized before Christmas, I was really stressed out trying to get all the things done. My twin sister's here. She will tell you I was a complete stress puppy because I wasn't remembering. I was forgetting. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Remembering. What is it that we're supposed to remember? We remember who God is first. The God of my understanding is a God who pursues and protects. If we look at the Old Testament and we think about the Old Testament... It's a big, long story about a God pursuing his people and wanting to be in relationship 
with them. And I can look at that whole story. Actually, the whole Bible is a love. It's one big love story about God pursuing the beloved. We are the beloved. God is the beloved and we are God's beloved. So when I remember who God is to me, God is infinite. God pursues. God loves. God protects. God guides. And then I can remember who I am. You know, in this story, it says, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers. Bethlehem was a hull. <laughs> you know? It was the ghetto. It was not a fancy place. And God says, I remember you. And God remembers me. Who am I? I remember that I am a child of the Most High. I am a part of the Beloved. I am, just like Jesus, I'm a child of God. We are called co-heirs with Jesus. And it says in the Bible that we will do the same. Jesus himself said, you're going to do the same things I'll do. You'll probably do greater things than I did. Why is it that I don't? Because I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember my in inherent goodness. I don't remember that that inheritance is mine every day. I forget. Like, I forget where my car keys are, and I forget where my cell phone is, and I forget, oh my gosh, I'm an infinite creature of the divine. I forget. I get all wrapped up in my day-to-day -day stuff. People cut me off in traffic and, oh my gosh, I'm late for work and I'm, you know, that I'm not enoughness that I feel, that's forgetting. And I don't know about you all, but sometimes I get frustrated with how much I forget that. And I'll go out for a walk. That's how I connect with the great goodness as I go out walking. I live out in the country and I'm so grateful for it. So much nature and beauty out where I live. And I, sometimes I call it a spiritual walk. Sometimes it's a spiritual stomp, depending on the mood that I'm in. But I go out walking, and I, I'm reminded, oh, yeah, who I am is not this stressed out, next thing, next thing, next thing person. Who I am is a child of the great goodness. Remember, Theta, remember who you are. And that's for each one of you here today. Remember. And this story tells us Remember that you are just like Jesus. He was celebrated. Folks were excited that he was there. And we are just like that. So what does this story reveal? I was in my late 30s before I heard that maybe the three wise men weren't actually three guys who showed up at Jesus' house. Did you all hear? Have you all ever heard that before? That maybe they weren't? Oh, I see some nodding heads. Yeah, maybe they weren't actual dudes, right? Maybe they were a literary device used by the gospel writer. And what was it he was trying to say? Well, the three dudes were from Asia, Africa, and India, which represented the universal message of the gospel. The good news is for everyone. It includes everyone. Because before that, for anybody who knows the Old Testament, before that, it was the Israelites and God. 
his chosen people. Everybody else was, well, you're out of luck. So this is a new message that everyone is included. So the three magi represent the universality of the gospel message. This is God wanting to show God's love for everyone. This story can also give us hope. It reveals the elimination of status. Where was this very special person born? In, in Bethlehem. No place. The middle of nowhere. Maybe it wasn't the middle of nowhere. You could see the middle of nowhere from there. For sure. Right? And yet, this place that really wasn't much of anything was super special. And these kings were coming to acknowledge and honor a child born in poverty, born in a barn, if we're to look at the other, the other parts of the gospel, his birth story, born in a barn. What does that say to us about whom God can use? Do you need status? Do you need money? Do you need a title? Do you need power? Do you need to be born into power? Probably not, if we are to believe what's written here. Universality, everyone's welcome. Don't worry about status. Everybody has the potential to do great things. You can be born in the middle of nowhere in a barn and do things that are so awesome, 2,000 years people are still talking about you. If that doesn't give you hope today, you might need to check and see if you have a pulse. Yeah, it's good stuff. This baby's arrival was celebrated by these three kings, these three leaders, these three people of power. Celebrated. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold is wealth and a way of honoring a leader. Frankincense was the way of honoring the spirituality, the divine. Myrrh was a way of honoring the sacrifice. Myrrh was, a, was an embalming um, herb. And it was a way of honoring the sacrifice that Jesus would make for his beliefs. This is what I believe, that he, made a, he was crucified by the Romans because he was an upstart. They saw him as a problem. He was a social justice warrior, and Rome didn't play like that. So that was a way of acknowledging those three things, leadership, spirituality, and his willingness, Jesus' example of willingness, to love to death. He was born. They showed up. Some, some people will tell you they, they showed up when he was about actually two or three years old. But they showed up and they celebrated him. I'm wondering if maybe we aren't missing out by thinking he was the only one who gets celebrated that way. Now, I don't know about you all, but nobody's showing up on my doorstep with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So let me explain. <laughs> Consider the possibility that when you wake up in the morning, there is a whole group of spiritual helpers around your bed going, Woohoo! They're up! All right! We're so excited you're here. We're so excited about what you're going to do today. You're going to get stuck in traffic and you're going to have the opportunity to flip somebody the bird and you're not going to do it. It's going to be great. You're going to have that annoying coworker at work who's just driving you crazy. You're going to be able to show them peace and love and it's going to be awesome. 
Or you're going you're gonna to get some really bad news today and it's going to break your heart, but we know you're going to grow from it and we're so excited. Consider the possibility that there are spiritual helpers, your ancestors, your guides, angels, who are so excited that you're here and so excited about what you are doing every day. The story reveals that to us, celebrating every person. If we are co-heirs with Christ, as it says, then I believe we are also celebrated in that way. So because of that, what we can remember, remembering who God is, loving, pursuing, protecting, guiding, remembering who we are, co-heirs, With Christ, infinite creatures, limitless when we let ourselves be, revealing the universality of the gospel message, revealing status is not important, revealing that we are celebrated. If we keep that in mind, we can rejoice. We can start every day excited. Excited about the possibilities, living in the truth that we are whole, complete, and perfect, just the way we are. This is the time of year when advertisers like to do a lot to tell you what you're not, right? The weight loss commercials and the go to the gym commercials and the oh, you need a new car commercials and all of that. Lots of messages about what we're not right now. And they help us forget. How do we remember? We remember with gratitude. That was already mentioned earlier. Anybody who listens to me for five minutes knows I'm really big on the power of gratitude. Remember by saying thank you. We remember by connecting with nature. We remember by getting still and breathing and getting quiet. You know, I've counseled many people who said, oh, I just don't know what direction to go. I don't know what's happening in my life. I keep praying and praying and praying. I'm like, are you doing any listening? And they're like, oh no, I forgot to do that. So give some time and space for God to talk to you. And you all know I never come talk to you without issuing a challenge, right? Yeah, I have my three points. I know how to, in in the uh, Baptist church where I was raised, you do a funny story, one, two, three points, and a challenge, right? I do that every time I come here. So the challenge is this. How would your life be different If you started the day believing that you had that whole cheering squad cheering for you as your day started, woohoo, they're up, look at that, it's going to be a great day. If you took a few minutes to just imagine that, and then, I'm sure your day would be different if you just did that, but how about if you did it throughout your day? Maybe you could set a timer on your phone or your smartwatch, you know, and what that timer would remind you to do is be like, oh, let me picture that team, my cheerleaders, my spiritual cheerleaders who are excited that I'm here. I believe they really exist. I believe that they're there to encourage us. Sometimes they come in bodies, like me, to say, you're doing great to each one of you, because you are. To remind you, you're whole, complete, and perfect, and infinite. How would your day be different if you were able to remember How would my day be different? I have to think about that too. If I were able to remember who I am and whose I am, because I believe that's where Jesus got the ability to do the amazing things he did. 
He knew fully who he was and whose he was. We are in a world that is in need of love and light. Yes? Yes. And you can be that love and light just by knowing who you are and whose you are. So I encourage you to take this on and practice seeing that cheerleading squad and remembering the great goodness, the great love that loves you, that loves through you, and that will change the world because of you. Thank you so much.